thank you and uh, i bring greetings in the name of lord savior jesus christ before we search and ponder on the scripture shall we look to god in prayer precious lord heavenly father so wonderful to sing songs of praise and worship that ascended to you from the congregation of south delhi dbf also you've been very active listener of praise and worship arising from our hearts and we know lord having been bought by the blood of jesus declared righteous lord our worship adoration praise are so pleasing as an aroma before you thank you now thank and praise you for the word read unto us they are your precious words and the speaker is the holy spirit though god a human being god expounds the word father keep me under the shadow of your cross and let your word come resounding in our ears and the sweet melodious voice of our holy spirit ring in our hearts ring in our ears so that lord will be the doers of your word in christ name we pray amen and amen yes this last chapter and the last study of james is again so beautiful wonderfully given to us and uh, uh, if you have really observed the whole coverage of uh, epistle written by james it is a practical book for christians like all of us the believers and so in this last chapter our james is taking this topic of patience and prayer of the faithful people the righteous the one who trusts and is declared faithful by the lord well patience is one of the greatest topic all throughout and uh, if we have uh, noticed the present day era or our generation is so rapid so hastily rushing and we are all in a haste or hurry and uh, so if you look at even the way our uh, system of uh, administration functioning now things have gone digital for administrative purpose and uh, even army or even police they all have a rapid action team and we also have rapid tests for, for uh, corona virus and our travel is so rapid and uh, from the ancient times if we look at how the ancient world moved it was so slow and there were two prolonged duration of journey or even to take any measures of reaching or doing getting things done for us but we are in the era of instant coffee our bullet trains our rocket age even our cooking has gone to that much so the patient is somewhere losing in our side because everything is so instantaneous even to the extent if you are waiting for somebody you say please send your gps location then i will know how long you are going to take we are not even patient to wait for somebody to arrive but here james is coming so nicely about the topic of patience in the context of christ coming how many of you look today morning the skies and uh, waited whether jesus is going to appear on the sky and this is my longing lord come soon yes but uh, 
from the time of Jesus' ascension, all right? And remember, from the time Christ came on this earth and ascended back, people of God, disciples, all the time exhorted, told, proclaimed, prophesied, he's coming soon, he's coming soon. So James, the very half-brother of Jesus, is no different. He's giving such an important address to the people of God at the time of his uh, duration, and which is very relevant for us. Patience in an instant era. Well, of course, in those days, they were also slightly impatient. Why? Because soon after Christ's ascension, they wanted Jesus to come back. So here, I would like to take the first point as patient in an instant era. Here, the patience is to be reflected how we await the coming of Jesus Christ, waiting for the Christ's second coming, which is quite prolonging, right? And usually, the moment you wait for something and the expected thing doesn't turn up, you lose your patience. You become impatient. You become restless. You rather get sometimes even angry. Why is it not happening? So recall all those some incidents in your life. And here, after James talking about the rich rulers or rich people oppressing the Jewish Christians in the previous paragraph, if you go back and which we meditated sometime back, he is reminding the people of God to take patience, something as a serious thing. And the patient is coming in this context. Even how we are called to be firm and patient, verse 8, you to be patient and stand firm because the Lord is coming soon. And it is near. In many versions it will say the coming of Christ is at hand. And saying so, he is bringing some examples. This James is quite a replica of uh, how Jesus also preached. He would take the natural uh, uh, you know, uh, incidents and the various illustrations from day-to-day -day affairs. He's bringing in the way of example, giving an example of a farmer. Natural for expecting instantaneous results, everyone, right? Why? Because we are in an era of uh, taking a lot of entrance exam and booking a ticket and uh, going for various number of uh, programs or events or travel plans. In all these things, you know, we would like to see very quick results. But in the event of Christ coming, James is giving an example. What is an example? He's talking about a farmer. The farmer, no farmer can expect a result overnight. And we all know here he very clearly says there is a uh, rain he waits for. Verse, uh, in the uh, chapter 5 verse 7 he says, See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. First rain and the last rain. That is, in those Palestinian lands, the farmer needed to wait for months together to get the crop, to get the yield. And saying so, he is insisting how we need to be calm, patiently waiting. 
none of us would plant a seed tonight and tomorrow we'll expect nice fruits to come up. Even in such uh, modern crops, we can't expect overnight product. And in the same way, he's impressing all of us how we need to patiently wait. Many of the times in, we are in such a haste and hurry, we become so impatient, restless, to the extent we lose our grip on the very word of God. We start grumbling, we start uh, uh, murmuring. And therefore, in here, we need to understand the point, being patient at times, even at the time of persecution and pressure, I would even add pandemic, we may not feel these are going to finish us off. How much we grumble at times, just think of the situation that has arisen before us, Many of us have to be halting our journey plans or our visits to our relatives, even to the extent number of our wedding plans got postponed. All these took place. Many of our postings, number of our appointments, our transaction got completely delayed. And therefore, James is very clearly addressing in a situation like that, don't grumble in the early days we have seen in the early church suffered huge persecution, pressures. There wasn't a pandemic at that time, but they were going through various other afflictions. They didn't have enough of medical facilities that today you and I have. We go to even doctors, we want rapid, you know, quick healing at times. And But in those days, because of these people who suffered under the hands of rich and the rulers, are those who oppose Christianity, he is calling them himself not to be grumbling, not to be uh, complaining, because this kind of spirit is not acceptable. And therefore, he quickly takes us to the next example of how prophets also face. Verse 10 following, the, uh, verse 9 is giving the instruction, don't grumble, and takes us to the next level of how even prophets faced themselves. They were left alone. They were confronted. And But what we had seen in them is the perseverance. Verse 11, as you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You have heard Job's perseverance. We have seen Job's perseverance. He talked about prophets. He talked about Job. Job is the one person we all would know he would go along with the pandemic situation. He's not only lost his job, his property, his children, or his wealth, house, and to the extent he was almost, you know, at the uh, mercy of his wife, who even called, please forsake this Lord, you better die. It's not worth to live. And he has come to the brink of his life or uh, the point of his death. In all these things, this thing is very clear. Being patient or persisting makes a believer only stronger. This waiting is not going to make us weak. It is not going to put us down. As a child of God, a believer in Lord Savior Jesus Christ, if we retain and persevere like the farmer does, or a prophet does, or as Job as a model has performed before us, there is a scope of making this patient work in our life. 
that we become stronger. We, in the instant era, we would still be definitely fast enough, rapid enough, doing the word of God and keeping the patient in a rapid manner. The instant era of patient, uh, the, in the instantaneous things happening or instant coffee days, our patient has to be faster. Patient has to be faster. So, here in saying so, quickly, the transition takes place in James chapter uh, uh, 5, verse 12. He quickly addresses one small uh, uh, point here. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Let your yes be yes and no, no. What does he want to impress? Here, in the times of all this happening, there can be unbelief that can come, even to anyone of us, to the Christian. So we don't need to take the oath. We need to only be speaking the truth in the times of our waiting. We need to be straightforward. We did not, uh, you know, kind of cover up few things. or did not feel any threat. Let our yes be yes, no be no. And in this way, impressiveness about the patient in the instant era, let our patience be instantaneous, be rapid. It is. It has to be reflected in the way of our living, in our lifestyle, as much as reflect in the life of a farmer and a prophet and job. And saying so, he takes, to, to, takes us to the next paragraph, verse 13 to 18. There the second point comes, a faith Faithful prayer is powerful and effective. What is a faithful prayer? The faithful praying person is declared as righteous person. The person who places the faith on Christ is a faithful person. God is all the time looking for his faithful who will trust and believe for all I trust in him. If you describe, you know, expand faith in the, as keeping it as an acronym, for all I trust in him. That is how a life of a child of God. And he goes on to give wonderful examples. He starts like this. In any one of you in trouble, he should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing song of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders to the church to pray. What he is trying to impress us. Here, the people of God, when we are faithful, he is calling for the integration of these three things that we are already doing it. All right. Number one, prayer. If anybody is in trouble, pray. Is anybody happy? Sing, praise and worship. If anybody is sick, call the people to pray. I'm sure in a church like ours, we are integrating all these things. So wonderful, I'm so happy. You don't need to apply because yeah, they are already applied. What a wonderful model of church we are a CC. But at the same time, are we faithfully doing it? In this you know, passage, he, if you look at even the earlier chapters, uh, James has impressed the point of prayerfully leading our life, faithfully praying in hope, not in doubt from chapter one, and also praying in hope, not because to fulfill our lust, but all the time fulfilling God's purpose. So in doing so, he is taking us to another level. Prayer, singing, and uh, 
praying for the sick, this need to be part of the faithful praying in both. And then he is also indicating how, when, why we pray. When we pray, how we pray, why we pray. Why we, uh, when to pray, verse 13, when we are sick, when there are suffering, when there are some sickness, we need to pray, even at the times of cheerfulness. So are we praying? This prayer has to be an important ingredient of every child of God. We, if you look at our prayer, it is not simply uh, a time to put our requests only, our petitions only. It is also kind of expressing our affirming our faith in the Lord and putting all our burdens upon the Lord. It has to be seen on our lives. So when we pray, we pray at all times, in every situation, pray without ceasing. That is a clarion call in the Bible. How do we pray? How do we pray? Here, some of these things for James is narrating. I'm so surprised. In the very early church, the elders were all appointed. Like we have wonderful elders, deacon and deaconess. Wow, wonderful. We are following the ancient church or the early church pattern. How to pray? If somebody is sick, he is calling, he is instructing, call the elders of the church. Oh, then you are going to ask all the elders, are they all holy? Are they all somebody so righteous? I know how my elders are. Yes, even elders are the full-time workers, are the pastors. We all know how we are also having infirmities. At times, I how we also suddenly get shaken. But the church, when we mean church, it is a body of Christ. We are identified together in the faith. So calling the elders is not, they are not a magician to come and perform, but it is to bring oneness of people to identify the need of the sick and praying together. And also in verse 14, he says, pray in the name of Jesus. Praying in the name of Jesus. Praying as a church. And praying, verse 14, he says, I'd like to read it before you. Um, verse 14. Is any, um, 14. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Well, many of you think, you know, is there a prayer oil? I think in many uh, different denominations or you know, many such uh, great people of God always prayed for an oil, given the oil. The, there is no such a holiness given or uh, assigned to any particular uh, water or oil. God blesses everything. It is a significant thing. In the early days, the oil was used even at times as medicine. If you read the story of Good Samaritan, he poured oil and the wine upon the wounds. And if you go back to the Old Testament, the oil was used to anoint people. Or it was a remedial thing for the uh, sick and suffering. Well, so here the indication is calling the elders to anoint with the oil. It is to indicate that we call the church and also come in the name of the Lord. Come in the name of the Lord. There is an authority in the name of the Lord. It is not you know, anything of a magic power I have or the elders have or the church members have, but we are coming in the name of the Lord. There we 
take the authority in the name of the Lord Savior Jesus Christ. It is not going to happen in any other measure. And then he goes on to say, how we pray? We pray in faith. Verse 15. Verse 15. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. What is faith? As I told you, for all I trust in him. How much we uh, trust in the Lord. And here there is an example will be taken from the life of Elijah. He was a human like all of us. He trusted in the Lord. It is not something uh, emotional uh, faith on the Lord or trust or belief on the Lord. It is something to do with our will. We throw ourselves in the hands of the Lord. That's what is a faith. And when we offer a faith, trusting he's going to do it for us. And in the name of the Lord, in the authority of the Lord, it's going to take place. And how do we pray? We are again emphasized, confess sins to each other and pray for one another. Verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. The moment we came together for Lord's table, the emphasis was upon how we search ourselves and we confess our sins. Uh, 1 John 1 9 says, Whenever we confess our sins, the Lord is righteous to forgive all our sins, to wash us with his blood, all our sins. But also there is a point of reconciliation between believers, the transparency. So, saying so, how much I or we take one another to confess some of our infirmities? Do you have a small accountability group for you where you become transparent? Yes, I am weak. I find it hard. I am unable to overcome this temptation. Brother, please pray. Have you ever went and confessed to your brother how happy you are to say you got promoted and you won success in your exam? But are you ready to go and confess to one of your brother or sister in your small accountability group or a cell group something you had a failure? Pray together. This has to be seen in our prayer life. Then we can claim, yes, my prayer life is very faithful prayer and is powerful and effective. And uh, James further moves on to indicate uh, the earnest prayer, the earnest prayer. The earnest prayer is sure we urge the Lord. We, we plead before the Lord as did Elijah. We see from verse 17, Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain in the land for three years, three and a half years. Again, he prayed, it rained. What is this earnest prayer? Was Elijah praying for any of his personal needs? We sometimes notice how much we urge the Lord for him to grant a job, grant uh, some success, or grant something uh, favorable to me or to anyone of us. But his prayer, is to bring the display, demonstration of God's power, God's power to the rest of the community. So our prayer needs to be earnest. And if you look at the throat, the letter of James, he's writing to the community which experienced various trials and problems and suffering. And he's all the time addressing this thing called the patience as well as praying the faithful, praying to the Lord in patience as well. And it is ultimate that God is going to give an answer to that. Even if the answer is not imminent or immediate, there is going to be ultimately, as it is written in James, 
the judge is coming and he is going to bring justice and he is going to vindicate jewels so let us be faithful and earnestly praying seeking god's help in every kind of situation so and finally he moves to the third and the final point here his conclusion suddenly jumps to another important aspect the last point i would like to emphasize faithful people recovers the wanderer the faithful the patiently praying person and also his prayer life is re reflecting in searching and finding the wanderer chances of backsliding is enormous in this world the moment we are discouraged facing failures uh, you know failures in our temptation and we kind of succumb to number of trials or yield to the temptation we are filled with lots of guilt we backslide have you noticed in your life sure i as a child of god initially how i backslided which only i known to me and chances of backsliding were enormous to every child of god even satan is going like a roaring lion but the duty of the person who's praying or the prayer i call him as within court prayer or her as a prayer the one who is praying if you are going to be faithful we are going to reclaim the backslider remember here he concludes like this after going through number of christian practical issues he is addressing the last one in his letter you know like paul he is not giving a blessing but he is indicating the blessing is coming this way my brother if anyone should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back remember this whoever turns a sinner from error of his way will save him from death and cover over multitude of sins oh again you know you are not playing the savior but sure the remedial bringing back of the wanderer or a backslider god is going to work and cleanse his sin and make him somebody again a restored child of god i'm sure all of you have noticed that many of you have noticed many children of god who were hiding for a number of times when they confess earnestly sought the churches you know restoration they are rejuvenated that is exactly god is going to do us so reclaiming the backslider is something like what barnabas did for john mark and who was declined by rejected by paul the great apostle who is a builder of so many leaders at times you need to be discerning picking up some of these people who are withdrawing or going back or going into hideouts or they are unable to come and transfer before the others and you would also be admiring how jesus went after peter how did he go the great peter who proclaimed you are the son of god messiah and he he also said i don't know who jesus is and then after the crucifixion resurrection of the jesus having witnessed jesus resurrected he with his friends picked up fishing fishing boat and fishing net he was uh, in the seas or in the seashore having failed in all his attempts to fish jesus went after them that's exactly the faithful recovering the wanderer they were in fact if you look at them jesus called them friends he called them friends 
and Barnabas having brought John Mark, we know he wrote the gospel of Mark gospel. How much am I giving in all these activities of church? Are we taking this patience, something seriously in awaiting the Lord's coming? Or in a time like this, when we are losing job or going through disturbance and uh, perplexation and uh, discouragement and also, you know, we are under pressure, oppression by your bosses or by your company. How am I taking this patience in my life? Am I trusting in the Lord's coming? If we focus on the coming of Jesus Christ, everything else in this world will disappear. I'll tell you, for a true child of God, in whose life we have witnessed, or you all have witnessed, they had stayed in constant peace, the peace that was at all understanding. And the prayer of the faithful are those who trust in the Lord, the prayer of the righteous. We also know how it brought such a great victory in the lives, not only overcoming all our difficulties and healing the sick, also restoring the backslider. Are we involved in the way James is calling us to follow this number of Christian conduct in our life, contribution in our life? May our calling be seen in our productive living and a faithful living and fruitful living. Let us be ready for Jesus' coming, fulfilling God's very, uh, the very request he has left for us, keep patiently waiting and also doing the work of a farmer doing the work of a prophet, even at times of sickness, let us be like Job. Even at times of uh, various challenges just around us, or idolatry, people going ungodly, let us be like Elijah. Let us be the people who are restorers of the backsliders, or we would be bringing more believers who are even in our surrounding or in the high roads. Let's pray. Lord, our Heavenly Father, thank and praise you for the wonderful uh, material we have received through the writings of James. Lord, all your commandments are compressed and handed over to all of us in the church through the writings of James. Lord, how wonderfully concludes to bring the people of God, restoring them, building them back so that the salvation is complete in everyone's life. And you don't want the one sheep to be lost, the one coin to be lost, you are all the time, Lord, seeking for sin. And Lord, you want us to see that how patiently we also await the coming kingdom of God, coming of our Lord Savior Jesus. And thank you for the various illustration we read from this last chapter of James. Lord, help us be applied in the times of pandemic sickness, suffering and pain, and also hearing the news of so many others getting affected. We will be strong, O oh Lord. And Lord, we would be awaiting, Lord, singing and praying and praising you. And Lord, calling the church to pray and stand together, O Master. We, the church and the elders, and also together as the church, the body of Christ, will be ready to minister to people and administer the prayer to the people in our church. And Lord, for the global church, the universal church, to this end, we commit us in your hand. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and Amen. May the grace of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ, the love of the Father God, and the sweet fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit abide with us and in this 
new month, October. Amen and Amen. Amen.